It is December 14th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. Check the all my links. It has his socials. It has his newest article that's up on Real Clear Markets right now. And without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Dude, I'm kind of like Santa Claus. I put valuable things in your stocking. The most valuable of which is knowledge. And knowledge that you just don't get anywhere else, dude. Wouldn't you say? I mean, that's why you're always right. You're the wisest man in the land, some say. There you go. All right. Um, lots of news today. One is Sam Bankman Freed. He was arrested in the Bahamas uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, you can arrest somebody without the indictment being published. Um, the indictment has now been published. He's got two things going on. The first part of what the Securities and Exchange did was kind of like a civil trial in which they listed all the things he had done. Um, all the crookedness. It was a 28-page um, um, complaint, you know, misrepresentation, um, um, you know, fraud, fraud in connection of selling securities and the purchase of securities. Then I think yesterday morning they dropped an eight-count indictment of the criminal things he had done, wire fraud, money laundering, conspiracy to commit fraud, and uh, you can go on, on and on the things they've done. Interesting thing. And Stu, only guys like us pick up on this. He was supposed to testify in front of the House, House Judiciary, I think, Stu, at 10 a.m. this morning. The Republicans were loaded uh, for bear to expose um, things that aren't in the ind indictment or civil complaint. And all this is coming out of the Southern District of New York, which is a weaponized uh, department of the federal uh, government, always has been, that headhunts Republicans. Are they protecting Sam Bankman free? Uh, because he'll never testify because he can plead the fifth now that he's been charged. And, and what they want to do is delay all this information. Um, you know, Elon Musk says that he gave away a billion dollars to the Democrats. It's been disclosed that he's given away 40 million to the Democrats. We know he money, he helped to money launder, to money launder money <laughs> through Ukraine uh, in a complex scheme uh, involving United States aid to Ukraine coming back to him in um, and FTX and crypto and then sent to the Democratic Party and their operatives. Um, we know he, um, they likely do not want to know uh, the money and the correspondence he had with specific Democrats. And then there are all the gifts he gave. We know he gave his left-wing Stanford Law School mother and father houses in the Bahamas with stolen money. And there's a lot of that that has gone on too. So which political operatives have gotten something free? Like a beach house. Uh, so Stu, I think it's plain they did this so he wouldn't testify. 
Um, along the line of um, the $40 million that has been disclosed, Zeke Miller, uh, journalist, asked KJP, Kareem Jean Paul, John Pierre, excuse me, um, uh, if Biden was going to give the $40 million back and he was going to encourage other Democrats who took money from Sam Bankman-Free to return the money. It's so stupidly transparent. All of a sudden, she remembers the Hatch Act and says she can't talk about it. But will the president return that donation? Does he call on all politicians who got uh, campaign donations that may have come from customer money uh, to return those funds? So look, I'm covered here by the Hatch Act, uh, limited on what I can say, and anything that's connected to political contributions uh, from here, I, I, I would have to refer you to the DNC. They can talk about every political thing in the world, but suddenly they can't talk about it. Uh, I think the question, I think her response answers itself. Now, what few people have picked up on, Stu, but I've practiced law in the bankruptcy court before. Matter of fact, I am, uh, I have a case in the uh, Southern District of New York bankruptcy uh, uh, court where I'm owed money. Um, but in a bankruptcy case, the debtor in possession uh, has to claw back. The trustee claws back money uh, that was uh, 90 days before the bankruptcy filing. And then if it's money associated with insiders, it can go back two years. So the bankruptcy court should be filing suit against everybody who received an improper preferential treatment uh, from FTX. Now, I think it's going to be interesting to see whether the bankruptcy court is going to be politicized that way. But the one thing you can't get around with the bankruptcy court, if the trustee does not just automatically bring these cases, people who are owed money, creditors, can bring these cases um, and uh, on behalf of the trustee and ask the trustee to do these things. So, um, you know, I got a feeling a lot of information is going to come out that people haven't thought about. The other thing about the bank bankruptcy court and an adversary proceeding in the bankruptcy court is it moves fast. But at least in Virginia, it moves incredibly fast. In New York, it doesn't move as fast, but it still moves fast, much faster than most litigation. So um, that's going to be interesting, Stu. In Arizona, you got the Cary Lake filed, what was it, a 77-page complaint. It's in what is analogous to their circuit court now. There's a judge who's looking at it. It's an expedited process. Um, the communist, I mean, the uh, Maricopa County has to file uh, any motion um, to dismiss on Thursday and um, provided Carrie Lake gets over that, the trial starts on, I think, on Thursday of next week. So it's very expedited, and um, there's just more and more information that's coming out on this all the time. Uh, we reported yesterday on some of the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of not dollars of ballots that have no chain of custody at all. Now, Mojave County is a county in Arizona, and they've also filed a, 
a uh, complaint in the court system there. They did not want to certify their election uh, for a number of reasons, but one of which was they thought Maricopa County pretty much defrauded the rest of the state and disenfranchised its voters. Um, and the head of the elections, um, the elective office head of elections in, in Mojave County said that he was threatened by Katie Hobbs um, to be arrested if he didn't certify the elections. So, um, uh, Senator uh, Mitch McConnell is blaming Trump for the dismal performance of the Republicans in 2022. Looking at each race separately, I wasn't making that up. We had a bunch of close races. We ended up having a candidate quality time. Anybody remember who mentioned that back in August? Look at Arizona, look at New Hampshire, and a challenging situation in Georgia as well. We did, by we, I mean the Senate Leadership Fund, did intervene in two primaries, in Alabama and in Missouri. And I do think we had an opportunity to relearn one more time you have to have quality candidates to win competitive Senate races. We went through this in 2010, 2012, Christine O'Donnell, Sharon Angle, Todd Aiken, Richard Murdoch, and unfortunately revisited that situation in uh, 2022. Our ability to control the primary outcome was quite limited in 22 because of the support of the former president proved to be very decisive in these primaries. So my view was, do the best you can with the cards you're dealt. Now, hopefully in the next uh, cycle, we'll have quality candidates everywhere and a better outcome. I think he uh, shares much of the blame himself for not being active and, um, and really working against what might be called the maggot movement. Um, this is what I don't like about the line of Republicans. You don't have to like President Trump. You don't have to like um, some, of the, some of his conduct, but you really, um, you're really attacking the voters uh, when you don't support a movement. And um, and so I think he has something to blame. Elon Musk the other day tweeted what his pronouns were. And Corinne Jean-Pierre had the most ridiculous exchange. And this is an exchange you hear on the left all the time that somehow words are violent. Thank you, Corinne. Um, as you know, um, Elon Musk launched a series of attacks on um, Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend calling for his prosecution, and then he shared uh, some other um, memes uh, about him and suggested he lied about, he's lying about the origins of the coronavirus. What's, what's your response, uh, first of all, to, specifically to the attacks on uh, Dr. Fauci, and second, uh, how is your view of Twitter as a sort of public forum and a forum for yourself and for the president and many other officials here. How, how are those views evolving? So look, we've been very clear about this. Uh, these attacks, these personal attacks uh, that we have been seeing are dangerous. 
uh, on Dr. Fauci and other public health professionals as well. Uh, are, they are disgusting and they are divorced from, uh, from reality. And uh, we will continue to call that out and be very clear uh, about that. Again, these are incredibly dangerous, these personal attacks that we are seeing. Uh, Dr. Fauci has served under seven Republican and Democratic presidents. We cannot forget that. Uh, he has given, he has given uh, his almost entire career to civil, to civil service uh, public ser as a public servant. Uh, his work on infectious disease from HIV AIDS to COVID has saved countless lives. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that he has, uh, you know, we, we are fortunate, I should say, that he has devoted his career uh, and his life uh, and his exceptional talent to the America's uh, public health, to America's public health. And that's what should be uh, discussed right now. That's what we should be thankful uh, to him about. And again, these are incredibly dangerous and should be called out. I'll leave it there. Do you affirm Elon's pronouns? <laughs> is that what one is supposed to do to... To yes, you, need to positively, you need to positively affirm. affirm his pronouns. Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, same thing here. Um, there was a House Judiciary Committee uh, hearing yesterday. Uh, Nancy Mace from Virginia, one of our gals, um, there was a she set the com the committee up. The Democrats loaded up this panel, saying that right wing extremism is causing you know all this violence and words you know are violent, et cetera, et cetera. And what a crisis it was uh, on the right that they do this. Well, she asked a question of everybody on the panel: Do you think that attacking and costing um, a government official is um, violence, uh, and is that within the realm of what this committee is supposed to investigate? And all of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there was a lady on the um, panel named um, Ahandra Cambella, and of course she mouthed the affirmative to all of Nancy Mace's questions about um violent speech and this and that. And then she turned it on her and showed her tweets that she had made uh, asking people to accost the Supreme Court. All right. Thank you very much. Only a few weeks after the attempted attack on a Supreme Court justice on June 25th, one of the witnesses, Alejandra Caraballo, tweeted out the following in response to a decision on abortion overturning Roe v. Wade. And I'll quote directly from the tweet. The six justices who overturned Roe should never no peace again. It is our civic duty to accost them every time they're in public. They are pariahs. Since women don't have their rights, these justices should never have a peaceful moment in public again. I know something about being accosted. The night of January 5th, I was physically accosted on the streets of DC in Navy Yard by a constituent of mine. I fervently blamed rhetoric rhetoric on social media, rhetoric at public events, for being physically accosted. I carry a gun everywhere I go when I am in my district and I'm at home because I know personally that rhetoric has consequences. I've had my car keyed. I've had my house spray painted. I had someone trespass in my house as recently as August. I've been doxxed on social media about where I live. 
Um, and I've had to add to security everywhere I go, often because I can't afford it. I have to carry my own firearm wherever I go. And um, Alejandra Caraballo also recently tweeted on November 19th, not even a month ago, that the Supreme Court vested with the judicial power of the United States by our Constitution stated they are not a legitimate court issuing decisions. And also the Supreme Court is an organ of the far right. So my last question today of Ms. Caraballo, do you stand by these comments, this kind of rhetoric on social media, and do you believe it's a threat to democracy? Thank you, Representative, for the opportunity to clarify and provide context to my tweets. Um, and I have a question, is it yes or no? Do you believe your rhetoric is a threat to democracy when you're calling to accost a branch of government, the Supreme Court? I don't believe that's a correct uh, characterization what of you my tweeted, statements. Though. Did you not tweet that? That you thought that the Supreme Court justices should be accosted? Did what I'm saying is that that, yes that no? is not a Did accurate characterization of my statements. On June 8th of this year, a man was arrested near Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home in Maryland. He told law enforcement officers he wanted to kill a Supreme Court justice. He was found um, uh, with uh, a knife, with a pistol, two magazines, ammunition, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, crowbar, and duct tape. Finally, Stu, um, boy, I really like uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida. He is uh, petitioning um, I guess it's the legislature in Florida to impanel a grand jury to investigate wrongdoing under the um, mandated vaccine. They will look at the origin of where the coronavirus came from, and they will look at the heavy-handed mandates, and they will also look at how many people have been harmed by the vaccine. And finally, there was a German study um, put out uh, by the National Association, you know, these krauts, they have very long names for things because they're so exacting. Uh, but if you want somebody to do a study, you want the krauts to do the study. And it's uh, the National Association for Statutory Health Insurance in Germany. Uh, they combined uh, results from 72 million Germans, um, and they said that uh, once the vaccine started, there was a um, sudden and unexpected death skyrocketed uh, more than fourfold what their uh, what they usually had been reported as. And 2,487, 526 Germans went to see the doctor because of um, side effects of the vaccine. Um, and of course, those are just the people who went to the doctor. And then of those, obviously, some of these side effects, besides the sudden death, a lot of these side, side effects may ultimately lead to death, and many of them are lifelong debilitating. So I'm telling you, uh, people in 50 years are going to look back and um, it's kind of be like the reign of terror in 1793 in Paris, where you just can't believe the government would do this to its own people. That's what I got, Stu. Cool. I just have a few quick stories. So first off, we are going to look at this proposed bill and it's being launched by both parties. So lawmakers from both parties launched bill to ban TikTok. 
from operating in the U.S. And this follows five states that have stopped employees from using Chinese owned app over national security concerns. Once again, this is something that Trump was on years ago. He was right about it. They tried to downplay it at that time. You know, I've seen people like Mark Warner come out and say that Trump was right about it. And, you know, I'm finally glad that we're getting some sense and trying to do this. But you're going to see a lot of younger people have a complete meltdown concerning this. <laughs> I think you're right. Up next, just real quick, nuclear energy official Sam Britton, accused of stealing luggage at two different airports, is no longer a U.S. Department of Energy employee. So he has officially been fired and, you know, he will be in court sometime next week uh, over this, or at least for, I believe, the first uh, first bag of luggage he stole. Dude, may I just say something here? Can we throw up a picture of Sam here? Yeah, now, of course. Up until two or three years ago, anybody who would see this freak would tell you that he is mentally unstable. That's the way the world has operated for millennia. This guy is a freak and he is mentally ill. Of course, he's going to do something like this. Um, it's a world we live in, Stu, where we got freaks who are mentally ill right in front of our faces and we give them uh, high security jobs with the federal government. Nuclear waste. Yeah. I'm off my soapbox for now. Good. And then just, this is kind of a feel-good story. You know, I think we needed a feel-good story today. So Adam Sandler has officially won the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. And so this is an, a prestigious award. Dave Chappelle won it a few years back. And so, you know, I certainly grew up with all these funny Adam Sandler movies. And even though he does, he doesn't do too many Happy Madison productions nowadays, you know, it's just really nice to see him get um recognized for contributing to american humor well Stu, um he was the star of the water boy which as you know is a cinematic classic um it, it ranks right up there with uh, gone with the wind casablanca and citizen kane coleman would probably remember this but whenever we would go over to Carl's house, we would watch a little bit of Billy Madison. Then his mom would say, you guys need to go outside and be active. So we would go outside and play basketball for a little bit. Then we would go back inside, watch another 20 minutes of Billy Madison. And then <laughs> she would come in and say, yo, you have to go back outside again. So we never officially watched the whole movie at Carl's house. We all had to go do it on our free time. I like old Dags. I haven't seen him for a while. Anyway, good boy. But, but that's all I had for you today. Well, Stu, I think that's enough. Um, I think we've given our worldwide, there I go again, our galaxy-wide audience some things to think about. Absolutely. Well, I will catch you later. All right, Stu, go get them. Yeah. Oh, I love my mama very much. Now you know that.